face our children in a way that is pleasing to him, subhanahu wa ta'ala, whereby they realize that they are the khulafa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on earth, and that they realize that they've been sent with purpose, and they have a mission, and inshallah, that all of our children will be the coolness of our eyes, and the coolness of the eyes of Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and be a means for us to enter into paradise and to attain the highest degrees of closeness to him, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And inshallah, that after we pass, that they'll pray for us and their offspring will pray for us until yawm al-qiyamah, So we should always remember the importance of intention in raising our children, is that we want to devote our children to Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. We want to give them for the service of this deen and for the benefit of humanity. So we are now on page 111 which is where we have the Arabic text for the last lines that we will be taking. And the first lines that are on page 111 that we treated last class, that start with, and if maturity comes and the child of these matters is aware, not oblivious, the true purpose of things should be made known to him and of the shortness of this life and eternity of the latter. And so as children get older, it becomes very important for us to be very honest with them about the maqsad. What is the maqsad of asha? What is the purpose behind things? And we teach them about the reality of this world. We teach them about the purpose here, right? Why, what they're supposed to be doing here on the face of this earth. And we want to be very careful not to only have them focus on worldly matters. Yes. They're going to have worldly lives. They're going to have careers. They're going to establish families, inshallah ta'ala. And all of this is important, but we want to make that a part of the religion. We don't want to take part in making our children have a warped perspective of deen, where we assist them in a negative sense in having a compartmentalized understanding of deen. No, we want to teach them how all the different aspects of their life relate to deen, how it relates to intention, how it relates to upholding the command of Allah Ta'ala and doing right and avoiding wrong, implementing the sharia of our Prophet how to deal with hardship, how to understand, to see the silver lining in everything, to see things from the standpoint of haqiqah, to see things from the standpoint of sharia and so forth and so on. And <clears throat> we also want to remind them of death and how that this could pounce upon anyone in any given moment. So, we, I believe that we left off after the lines of and um, to that end, righteous deeds should be increased and the span of life his provisions should be made. And one of the meanings, especially now, as we are all experiencing this pandemic, one of the meanings that we should teach our children is what everybody's doing now to avoid being infected with this disease. What are they doing? They are essentially having taqwa. They are doing certain things, they're avoiding certain things, they're taking provision. What we see happening right now is taqwa. And one of the things that we have to teach ourselves first and then our children is that this is how we have to be in relation to Dean. This is how we have to be in relation to the afterlife. If we would only even have one-tenth of the amount of taqwa, 
in the worldly sense that people are having to avoid this disease, we would travel the spiritual path very quickly. <coughs> so, we want to teach the importance of ta'at, acts of obedience. And then what is the result after you're going through this process of education, this process of rearing, this process of cultivation? And when the child grows educated, he will be in his maturity refined. So they will be muhazzab, they will be refined. They will have adab, they will have etiquette, they will have manners, they'll have propriety in everything that it is that they do. And this is really the goal. When they become of age, when they're ready to be on their own, when they leave the house, is that they know how to be, they know how to act, they know the principles that they need to live by. And then, to أثير الأشابه في القلب تأثير حد سيفي عند الضرب On his heart, things may have an effect, like the sharpness of a sword when it strikes. What the author here is teaching us is that everything that happens to us outwardly has an impact upon the heart. The heart is like a tablet in which different things are inscribed. Don't think that we can walk through life and experience what it is that we're experiencing, especially if it's bad and wrong, that it's not going to have an impact upon the heart. If it's unavoidable, yes, you do your best to lower your gaze to avoid it and then you repent in your heart. But if you openly accept it and think that you can still then be protected by it, this is a far-fetched assumption. We must protect our heart. We must recognize that what it is that we do, what it is that we see, what we are exposed to has an impact upon the heart. It etches into our heart. And if it's not good, it's going to affect it. And so here he uses the metaphor of the striking of a sword. The striking when a sword is sharp and it strikes, of course it's going to impact the object that it is cutting. Likewise, the things that are around us will also impact our hearts. So what what in his heart love of his Lord will be engraved in obedience and desire. That is, of course. If we're doing what is pleasing to Allah Ta'ala and we are doing ikthar of the ta'at that he encouraged us to do is that if we do this, it will have a good impact upon the heart and the heart will become more polished and more illuminated. For all that brings closer to heaven holding tightly to it at all times. This should be the perspective of good. They should have a perspective on life. We should teach them to make the intention to draw near to Allah by means of every good. They should make an intention, and we should first and foremost make an intention to enter into the doors of close, through the doors of closeness to Allah from every good, the door of every good. When they mention this about Sayyidina Bakr Siddiq, there's no door of goodness except that he entered through it. And we should make that intention and then ask Allah Ta'ala to open up the doors for us to actually do that, to have the right conception and have the requisite knowledge to do that, and then to actually put it into practice and do it. And then we hold tight to this at all times. When 
Kathuban Nahima. And if the upbringing of the child is contrary to what we have said, he will become a persistent liar. For, is, for instance, he's mentioning traits that this child will have. Boastful and arrogant amongst people, attached to the habit, habits of the lowly. Our counsel to himself is not listened to. The habit of wretchedness on him has been imprinted. So this is the danger. And he's just mentioning examples of traits. If we don't look very carefully into the states and condition of our children, they're not going to learn the white ray to be on the street, nor are they going to learn it in school. And they're definitely not going to learn it through social media or by watching YouTube or anything of this nature. They are going to learn what it is that they shouldn't be doing the vast majority of times in these various arenas. We are the ones that is responsible on our shoulders to make sure that we nip bad traits in the bud, that we look very carefully into their situation without micromanaging them, of course. And we maintain that balance of being too excessively focused on every single detail because certain things you have to overlook. And the other extreme is where we just let it go and we expect them to be raised in the best of ways without proper nurturing. What we want is a balance. We know when to speak. We know when to refrain. We know when to point out something. We know when to let something go. We have to learn that balance. Sometimes we have to let things go. And other times, it's a huge mistake and could even be haram to let things go. And we want to make sure in all of that, it's not based upon our hawa, our desires. We have a balance. We have a scale. We have principles that we adhere by. And in general, this is a process. So we want to start planting seeds and positive and reinforcement is usually the best way long-term to cultivate the meanings of goodness in their hearts over a long period of time. So if we neglect them, these various types of traits will seep into their hearts. And keep in mind, Imam Hujjit al-Islam al-Ghazali refers to these traits as muhlikat, destructive vices, and they will destroy one. And so the Prophet ﷺ, for instance, he spoke to us about al-hasad and al-baghwa, envy and hatred. Da'a ilaykum al-umum, dabba ilaykum al-umum, dabba ilaykum al-umum min qablikum, our Prophet said ﷺ, that the civilizational disease, the disease of the civilizations before you, have crept upon you. And then our Prophet ﷺ said that al-hasad wal-baghda hi al-haliqah, wa la aqul haliqat al-shaar, wa lakin haliqat al-din. وكما قال صلى الله عليه وسلم, he said envy and hatred, and he said they're haliqah. He says that I'm not saying that they're haliqah of your hair because haliqah is to shave the head. So I'm not saying that this shaves the hair off your head. Rather, they're haliqat al-deen. In other words, that it will that shave off your deen, i.e. destroy it. And sever the connection between the deen and between you. Those are just two examples. And there's other muhlikat destructive vices that we want to make sure that our children are aware of them and they have the correct perspective of this deen. So then we have in these last lines, he says, and these are the final remarks on page 
فينبغي للوالد التعني بكل ما بنت وكل ابني صون لهم عن موجب المآثم لا تهمل الصبيان كالبهائم The parents should take of every girl and boy alike, protecting them from that which leads to bad deeds. Do not leave your children roaming like cattle. Baha'im, you give them pasture, you let them roam. You let them eat, you milk them and take care of them a little bit from time to time. That's what we do with Baha'im, with animals. With children, we can't just do that. We can't just let the street bring them up. We have to carefully oversee their upbringing, whether they are a boy or whether they are a girl. And taking it back to where we started, it is an obligation upon every parent to preserve the fitrah of the child, that natural disposition, the innate disposition, that disposition which, if we have the right social conditions, the child will grow into a knower of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and naturally be obedient and inclined towards all virtues and have an aversion towards all vices, especially that if they're put in the right uh, the, uh, conditions and uh, in circumstances. And of course, there is a role that temperament plays in this. So different children are susceptible more to having certain virtues and avoiding certain vices and vice versa, having certain vices and inclining away from certain virtues. But if we can, from an early stage, put them in the right environment, that will balance itself out usually as they grow older and older. And then he's going to relate this to the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَفِي كِتَابِ اللَّهِ قُوْ أَنفُسُكُمْ مَفْهُمُهُ وَكُلَّ مَنْ يَرْزَمُكُمْ For in Allah's book it, it is said, protect yourselves. قُوْ أَنفُسُكُمْ it is understood and includes all within your responsibility. So the mafhum, that what is understood from this verse, when Allah Ta'ala says, Hu an fusukum, protect yourselves, all of those that are within your responsibility. Everyone that you're mas'ul an. Literally, this means that you'll be asked about your muqiyamah. All of those that you are responsible for. That all of us that are shepherds. All of us are in positions of responsibility and all of us will be asked about those whom we are responsible for. Did we do what it is that we were supposed to do? And then the decisions that people make voluntarily are not on our shoulders. If it was a result of something that we taught them, there's a danger there that we'll be taken into account for teaching them wrong. But if we did everything that it is that we could possibly do, and then they do wrong, and then they go astray. That's between them and their Lord Yom Qiyamah, and that we won't be taken into account because we did what it is that we can do. But this should be very much a part of our perspective. We see this as an immense responsibility. Choosing a spouse, establishing a family, raising children is an enormous responsibility. And it's a responsibility upon the male and upon the female. And the number one aspect of that responsibility is how our children relate to deen, how those that we're responsible for relate to the deen. So, أَرَادَ بِالْتَفْقِيهِ وَالْتَأْدِيبِ وَكَثْرَ الْتَعْلِيمِ وَالْتَهْدِيبِ To mean the giving of religious knowledge and education and increase in knowledge and refinement. In other words, the 
primary meaning here of Ku and Fusukum, protect yourselves, is and your families, is that the responsibility is on your shoulders that you do what's called tafqih. You give them religious knowledge. You give them ta'deeb, which is literally inculcate adab in them, education. And ta'lim and tahdeeb. You that teach them what it is that they need to know, and then you also help refine them. وَفِي حَدِيثٍ لِلنَّبِيِّ الْمُرْسَلِ مُحَمَّدِ الْمُعَظِّمِ الْمُبَجَّلِ أَنَّ الْوَلَدْ بِالْفِطْرَةِ الْإِسْلَامِيَةِ يُولَدْ وَجَرْجَعْ بَعْدُ لِلْيَهُودِيَّةِ يُحَوِّدَاهُ وَالِدَاهُ تَعِسَا وَقَدْ يُنَصِّرَاهُ أَوْ يُمَجِّسَا And narrated from the Prophet Muhammad it's in a hadith that a boy is in his Islamic aboriginal state. That's how he... That, uh, translates it here, and this is the famous hadith, is that Kullu Mawludan Yulid Adil Fitrah. Every child born is born in a state of fitrah. Is born and then to Judaism he may return in the Judaic tradition, they may bring him up wretchedly, or to Christianity or Meiji and they may turn him. And this is the hadith. Is that his two parents are the ones that make him a Yehudi, a Jew, or a Christian. In other words, the social impact. Whereas every child was born in the state of fitrah. And this is very important for us to have this perspective. We want to preserve to the extent possible the child's fitrah. And then in certain circumstances, yes, and sometimes as we've mentioned in previous sessions, that in our context here is the, um, the special circumstances in some ways have become the norm. But still, preservation is important. And then when someone realizes that something has already happened, then this is where you have to have a slightly different approach. And, but the key is, one has to be very careful not to completely open up the door. If someone's already experiencing something, they've already gone through something, that's very different than if they've yet to go through it. So preservation is very important. But our preservation needs to be realistic. And we still need to give our children the tools that they need to survive in the modern world. And if they've already fallen into something, we have to have a slightly different approach. And then it's about the lesser of two evils as opposed to working towards the ideal. And there's a lot of questions that might arise for specific situations, but these are the principles that direct the individual things that we do in the moment. So then he says, فَإِن شَقِيْءْ so, if they guide him to the correct path in all of his good deeds, sorry, so if they guide him to the correct path in all his good deeds, they will have a share. And if he becomes wretched and from their grip he is lost and with neglect they treated him, then his sin will be upon them. And this is serious. This is serious. May Allah Ta'ala forgive us for all the mistakes that we've made in raising our children and all of the things that we taught them that we shouldn't have. And may Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala that protect us from being responsible for that Yawm Al-Qiyamah and anything wrong that we've ever taught our children or any wrong behavior that they picked up from us. May Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala teach them what is right. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
that bless them not to be able to put into practice the wrong that they learned from us and to bless them with good character and to forgive us as well, inshallah ta'ala. And so it's very important that we assume this responsibility and we recognize the danger of carrying the burden of the sin yawm al-qiyamah if indeed that we fell short and we neglected that responsibility and didn't give our children what it is that they needed to receive, have received. And then he has these closing lines. فَهَذِهِ رِيَاضَةُ السِّبْيَانِ جَمَعْتَهَا مَنْ ظُلْمَةَ الْمَعَانِي مُفِيدَةً لِكُلِّ مَنْ رَآهَا وَدَبَّرُ الْأَشَّابِ مُخْتَضَاهَا وَاللَّهُ يَهْدِ الْكُلَّ لِلْرَشَادِ So he says, so this is رِيَاضَةُ السِّبْيَانِ I wrote it as a poem ordered in its meaning of benefit to all who set eye on it and reflect on its contents and acted in accordance with it. So that, uh, then he's going to make dua. وَاللَّهُ يَهْدِ الْكُلُّ لِلْرَشَادِ بِيَسْتَعَنْتُ فَهْوَ خَيْرُ هَادِي And Allah guides to all righteousness. From Him I seek aid for He is the best of guides. ثُمَّ الصَّلَاةُ بَعْدَ حَمْدِ رَبِّي عَلَى النَّبِيَّ وَصْطَفَى مِنْ كَعْبِي وَكُلِّ آلِ لِلنَّبِيِّ وَتَابِعِي لِلنَّبِيِّ وَتَابِعِي مَا لَاحَ بَرْكٌ فِي سِحَابٍ فِي سِحَابٍ هَامِعِي And then salutations after praise of my Lord upon the chosen Prophet from Ka'b and all the family of the Prophet and followers with every flash of lightning that strikes a rolling cloud. So this is the, the text and um, this text needs to be reviewed from time to time. It's not enough just to go through it once. Um, so I highly advise everyone getting a copy of the, uh, the, the translation and, and deriving benefit from the commentary as well and some of the reflections that uh, Sidi Abdul Aziz Ahmed includes in there. And inshallah may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq in this affair to bless us to raise our children in the best of ways in a way that is pleasing to him. Subhanahu wa ta'ala and may Allah ta'ala ward off all harm from us and from our families and to bless us in all of our different affairs. Ya Arhamar Rahimin and to keep us safe in all of its meanings and bless us with afia, well-being outwardly and bless us with the haqiqat al-afia, the true nature of well-being inwardly. Ya Arhamar Rahimin May Allah ta'ala direct our hearts unto Him subhanahu wa ta'ala and all of these classes that we've had may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept from us and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless to put into practice what is that pleasing to him to have put into practice, Ya Arhamar Rahimin. And may Allah Ta'ala bless us to be able to raise our children in a way that will bring joy to the heart of Sayyidina Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, such that we teach him his sunnah and the way it is that they need to be as servants before the Lord Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. May Allah Ta'ala realize within us all of the meanings of Ibudiyah, of servitude to him, subhanahu wa ta'ala, and to bless us to be able to submit completely to his decree, inwardly, ya arhamar rahimin, while outwardly doing that which is most pleasing to him, and establishing that the proper scale that needs to be established in submitting to the sacred law, ya arhamar rahimin. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us fiqh in this deen, and bless us to be ala basira min umurina, be upon insight in our affairs, Ya Allah, Rahim. Give us knowledge of his book, subhanahu wa ta'ala, and of the sunnah of his messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Give us fiqh in this deen, Ya Allah, Rahim. Bless us to be able to see truth as truth is, and to be able to follow it. Bless us to be see falsehood as falsehood is, and avoid it, Ya Allah, Rahim. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala completely protect us inwardly and outwardly, and from 
the intentions of all of the blessed people that have read this blessed text and its commentary that we intend everything that they intend and from their barakah, ya arhamur rahmin bless us to be able to be raised in their among their ranks, ya arhamur rahmin and bless us to be able to be with them and to cross the traverse with them, ya arhamur rahmin and bless us to be able to be people in this time despite all of the decadence and people turning away from our Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala but to be people who turn towards Him subhanahu wa ta'ala and to uphold His sacred law willingly, involuntarily inshallah ta'ala move up in the degrees of closeness and may we and our children and all of our offspring and progeny and all believers that will come from our loins until Yom Qiyamah be from the Su'adah fi darain from those who attain felicity in this world and the next and to be from the Muslimin and to be from those who adhere to the Surat al-Mustaqim inshallah we live upon this and we die upon this and may we all be granted a complete husn khatim and mot after a long life in his obedience subhanahu wa ta'ala wa sallallahu wa rasid muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sallallahu alayhi wa Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Barakarafikum, Assalamu alaikum, Warahmatullahi wa Barakatuh.